So today's case, and I want to get straight into today's case because it's really an important case. It's an actual tragic case, this case, when you look at the circumstances leading up to this abduction and murder of an eight-year-old child. Um, it's really shocking. So today's case is the Cherish Periwinkle case. It's um, Jacksonville, Florida case, um, USA. She was um, abducted on the 21st of June uh, 2013 by a man called Donald Smith um, who was found in the end guilty of her murder. But this case is about the, that itself. It was about the abduction and the murder itself. Not into too much detail. But then it goes on to about Cherish's mother and family and father and their loss then it goes on to Donald Smith himself, who is um, a piece of work and he loves his 15 minutes of fame. But he's also now appealing these, his sentence and, and stuff on, on, on things, legal stuff, and I shall explain that to you um, as we go through this case. So this is very sad. It can be very ups upsetting to some people, some viewers watching this. So again, I go and I, with this warning that I put out and you'll see the slides come up as well. This case talks about a paedophile. This case talks about the murder, the abduction, rape and murder of a child of eight years old in the US. So if this video is not for you and the content in this video is not for you, then you should switch off now. Cherish Periwinkle was a beautiful child, a happy child. Um, young, had her whole life ahead of her. She, the next day after she was abducted, she was going to San Diego, California, because there was issues with the parents and they had been in a custody battle and they had shared custody now of Cherish. And so she was with her mother in Florida and they was out buying clothes, <clears throat> or trying to buy clothes for Cherish to go off then the next day to San Diego, California to visit her father, um, which she was really looking forward to and her father was also looking forward to. They had, had come to the custody agreement through the courts and this was the agreement and you know she had to go and she wanted to go. So she was of course excited, she'd gone shopping, um, to get some new clothes. She had 150 pounds in vouchers um, for these clothes. And they'd gone into a few shops first of all before Walmart and they'd met this man. This man called Donald Smith approached them. So they was chatting to him and he was telling them that his wife was you know, gonna pop along and he was chatting and just making friends you know they didn't know him the mother didn't know him at all but she in the end decided that she was going to take a lift from him <coughs> to the local walmart where he said his wife was going to be so her and cherish and her two other younger siblings cherish's younger sisters got into this man's van and he did drive them to the local Walmart where he continued then 
to befriend and wait for his wife to come. Cherish had gone into the changing rooms a couple of times in this mall, in this um, Kmart, Amart, sorry, to get this, you know, different clothes that she was going to wear. Now this man had took her. She said he had gone with her, with Cherish, a couple of times to this fitting room, this changing room, with a child that he didn't know, with the mother present, with two younger siblings present in this shop. She allowed that because she was looking at shoes. She was looking at other stuff. She said she felt, you know, she didn't want him to think that she thought anything was wrong with him. So she allowed it to continue. He was chatting away and chatting away, still making it feel good. Now this is now about eight, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night now. So they've gone out very late anyway to go shopping. This child's about to go off in the morning to see her father. But this mother met this man about 8 p.m. at night. So this is now about 10 o'clock at night that this child and these kids are out shopping with really the mother and a man that she knows nothing about. And a man that has been released three weeks prior from prison for sexual offences against children. And has been warned, the police had been warned, the courts had been warned, you know, the authorities had been warned 10 years prior that this man was a danger, a clear and present danger to children. But for some unknown reason, this woman believed him. She believed that his wife was coming to meet him. She allowed him to go to the changing rooms with Cherish. And then he comes and says, I'm going to get something to eat. Do you all want something to eat? Just outside, there is McDonald's. I'll buy you all a McDonald's. So the mother says, okay. Now in his side of the story, and there's interviews with him, I'm not going to use them interviews on here because I think enough has been spoken about this man to tell you the truth. But in his words, he says that he tried to tell Te Cherish, stay away from me, not don't come. But she kept following me. She followed me to McDonald's. So anyway, they didn't go to McDonald's. They never got that far. You can see on the CCT footage of how he then walks Cherish out of the shops, takes her into his white van, and after that, drives off, leaving the mother, who rang the police about 30 minutes later. Cherish was tied up in the back of this van. She was raped, beaten, strangled to death by this man, Donald Smith and then dumped at the side of a river. He was then caught the next day, and there is footage as well of him, um, plenty of it actually, of him being caught by his van. People had seen him in the street driving, and the police pulled him over, and he was instant, instantly indicted on murder charges because the body had been found now 
of um, Cherish. So let's now talk about the aftermath of this, this court. This, let's think of this trial. This man goes to trial and throughout this trial of this murder, smirks, laughs, and when I say this man wants his 15 minutes of fame, that's exactly what it seems like. That's what he wants. There is no care for what he's done to this child. Child, There is no care for what he's done to this family at all. There's no remorse. Actually, it says it's her fault. She had to die. It was her fault. She kept following me to that van. I couldn't be seen on CCTV with a child because I'm a sex offender. She had to go. That's really, really all he kept saying. But also, the crime scene of this child's death was shocking. In this call, I think the defence team tried to stop these crime scene photos from being shown to the jury, let alone out to anyone else because they just wouldn't be allowed to be allowed out to anybody else, but to the jury. He tried to stop that because what the crime scene really shown was a depravity of this man, how evil this man was, what he did to this child, how he left this child. Now these photos were so graphic, so terrible, that even the coroner or the autopsy, you know, um, I think it was a coroner, as she was given in evidence with this, she was getting emotional, you know, holding back the tears, even though this woman had seen hundreds, thousands of different crime scene photos of dead children as well. So these photos must have been graphic. Also the jury cried at hearing what had happened, at seeing these photographs, because the judge wouldn't allow them not to be evidence. And nor should he have, because evidence, whether you like it or not, is there. And if you have evidence and, cr and a crime scene photo of where it's a child died or any other crime scene evidence, of course it has to be shown to the jury for them to understand the full impact of what happened. But he really tried to stop it because the thing is, you see in Florida, they have the death penalty. And this man in no way wants to die. But I think with any case like this, you're always going to have appeals. Now, Donald Smith <laughs> did appeal, but he wanted a new trial, you see, because he said the jury were biased. How could they be biased? But that's what he says. He also says, or his legal team says, that the judge should never have allowed this trial to be held in the same state or in the same county of Jacksonville. Now Jacksonville is a very, very big county. Thousands and thousands of people. And the judge was right to refuse um, his application or the defence's application to have this trial held somewhere else. Because the trial didn't go ahead for nearly five years, about four and a half years later, after the death of Cherish. So that never held up in court. The judge said, no, it's going to be held here. 
Also, because this county is so big, that there would have been people in this county after four and a half years, five years, that would not have known anything about this case or would not, have, you know, would not have been biased in any way. So he lost that. He also lost the right to not have these photos shown in evidence of this crime scene to show this overwhelming um, crime as it really happened. He, he lost that as well. There was other things that his defence team said. You know, they said about the coroner, well, you know, she cried. So that influenced the jury. But she didn't cry. What she said was, these photos have to be admissible in court because it's justice. The same was he could have appealed if them crime scenes photos had not been put into evidence. You see, the law is about evidence. And when there's evidence like that, so clear evidence, it has to be used. You can't pick and choose what bit of evidence you want to go in, whether it's going to help you win a case or lose a case. Every bit of evidence that is there that has been collected should be put in by the prosecution or by the defence to give an overall understanding of the case. So the coroner was actually right. And so that's why these photos were allowed through. But then he says about this jury that they were biased against him because they'd seen these photos and they cried. They were too emotional, they let emotion into it. Well, I think when we choose a jury, when we're looking at juries and we're looking at the general population, don't we choose 12 people that don't know each other? 12 people to represent your local community that can, that, you know, they're meant to be his peers. People like him, not like him as paedophilia, but like him in their local community. And I think when we think about a jury, I think emotion, of course, has got to come into it because we're all human. He's the one with no emotion, not the jury. I think the jury definitely showed that they were the same as a majority of people that live in Jacksonville, Florida. Because any person in the same mindset as this jury, of these four jurors, would have been so upset by these photos. So I think there's overwhelming evidence there that this jury was not biased. This jury was just human. And I think that's what he couldn't get. But you see, he hasn't left it there. Um, he just hasn't. This Donald Smith won't leave it. He's already tried two appeals in American courts and he's failed to have his case reheard, a new trial. He's now in the Supreme Court waiting to hear whether he is allowed a um, new trial because of all the um, grounds that I've just listed. Um, I think Donald Smith is a man that is without doubt a psychopath, without doubt the most probably dangerous man when it comes to a predator of children. And I think this whole case if it shows nothing else about Donald Smith, is that he should never be released. Even if they take away the death penalty from him, this man would never get out. But I think with the death penalty, in England we don't have the death penalty. We don't, so we don't have to make that choice. But I think with any country, Donald Smith lived all his life 
and had been in correctional centres all his life for the same crimes. Not as bad, not murder, or not that we know of, but for the same crimes. So he knew the laws in that state and in that country. He knew if you murder and you get found guilty, like he did here, that the death penalty would have been an option that this jury could have used. So he knew, but he still did it anyway. Cherish didn't have a choice, did she? She was murdered at eight years old by a man that befriended her mother. Okay, we're all gonna say it because we all know it. The mother was stupid. We all know it, she knows it, but she's lost a child from it by what she did. She allowed someone she didn't know to even walk off with her daughter, even if it was just a few seconds, it was enough. So I think we all know where we stand on the faults of the behaviour of the mother. I think, I think across the world, everyone thinks the same. But with this case, it's really about Cherish, you see. She had no choice in what happened to her. He took that choice away on the 21st of June, 2013. So how this man can continue and continue on to say he's been treated unfairly, to say he hasn't had a chance and that the jury's biased, to say that the court system had fouled him, fouled him. I'm gonna wait for the decision. Now, the, the, I think the court, um, Supreme Court looked at this case, I think in um, December, 2020. There has been no ruling yet on this case, but I will keep you informed of um, Donald Smith um, outcome, whether he's gonna go to a new trial or not. Personally, I've got a lot of respect for um, Supreme Courts in any country, especially in America, they're, they're great in what they do and they really analyze everything here. Do I think he's gonna get it? No. Do I think he's got a cheek for trying? Well, that's what the law is, isn't it? The law is there for you to appeal and if you feel you have grounds for appeal, that's what it's there for. Do I think this man has grounds for appeal? Absolutely not, absolutely not. But, you know, it's down to the Supreme Court now to decide about the fate of Donald Smith, but I will keep you updated about that. The next part of this case is, is how we spoke about the mother before. Um, Rain, her name was, and she had um, Cherish, um, I think and Cherish's dad was Billy, I think, and he lived in San Diego. And as I said, Cherish, they had joint custody of Cherish and she was just about to go off with him. I mean, they're devastated. The mother's devastated. No one, no one, she didn't allow this to happen deliberately. But I do think there was issues with her and I think even the judges asked for drug tests and stuff throughout this custody hearing because the problem is, is the minute that Cherish was taken like that and where this woman was then um, really found to be unfit to be a mother by allowing that to happen, the courts then removed the other two children from her and from her partner then. And these were the two other siblings were Cherish's um, half-sisters and they were instantly removed by the state for their own protection. And so she had to then go to court to get these children back. Now in Jacksonville, in Florida, they have a year ready um, to where they then have to prove it because what the judge says, and you have to, 
think when you have a child that now has these kids have lost their sister and they was very close with they've lost their mother really they've lost their father because you've got a custody battle going on here between the two how how long can you keep these kids in a um under the state without allowing them to then get on with their life and grow up so in america or in jacksonville itself in florida they give one year for you to prove that you can have these children that you can give these children a good life that you can you know um assist and that you are capable now of doing what is right for your children and, and protecting them especially now because you're trying to prove that you're never ever going to do this again she lost they lost that case um both of them actually lost these children permanently these children i think were um adopted out to a family member um, um 2017 i think that happened and then they went to live a new life in australia so this case and i always talk about cases like this yes cherish was a victim but Cherish's mother was a victim. Cherish's father was a victim. Cherish's stepdad was a victim. Cherish, Cherish's siblings were a victim of this crime. But all Donald Smith thinks is that he's the victim. So I don't really want to give much time to Donald Smith. I don't. So I'm going to leave you with links and stuff on here so you can research this case more for yourself you can watch um donald smith interview as he's whispering about you know what how why he did things um to cherish why he did it why he did it he did it because he's a pedophile he is a sexual offender of children that's why he did it so no matter what he says on these tapes or anything else he is what he is he's always been like that and he would never have changed. Now, if this wasn't Cherish, he'd done this too. Some child that night would have died. I think the best channel I have seen on this, and where most I got most of my information from, and um, it's very difficult for me to get case files from America, but I can get some. But the main general information, the main overall aspects of this case was taken from a news agency, the News 4 Jacks, so uh, News and then number four and then J-M-A-X is their thing and I'm gonna put a link on that. Now this channel was there on day one, the minute this call went out and this Amber Alert went out and she was taken. There was a few failings, I suppose, with the police. It, they, there was a few people that lost their job over this because they didn't put the warning out as quick. But then, then the mother didn't ring for half an hour and say that the child was gone either or was taken for half an hour. That's a long time. This is, he was a long way away by then. This assault was already taking place by then. If anything, she may have already been dead within that half an hour. So we, we, we know that. But so there was issues around this case in the way that they um, first um, put the call out to the press. So the information wasn't out there straight away. And then the Amber Alert um, was put out. So there was some issues around this case. And this um, News for Jacks, um, it's a fantastic program. It's a fantastic news program because it's about this area. And they have been on this case from day one. And so it's seven years, 
seven or eight years they've been on this case, really, really going um, and not being biased, telling the whole story on both sides of him and her. A very good journalist, very good news station, non-biased, open and um, really informative. So this has been a quick case of Cherish Periwinkle, this eight-year-old child who was abducted, raped and murdered by Donald Smith. 21st of June 2013. It's just really sad cases. Beautiful child taken way too early, way too early.